Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, Tribulation. When trouble or persecution comes, immediately they fall away. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Our episode last week, Tribulation, Be Patient in Your Tribulation, was posted on August 13th. We learned that Romans chapter 12, verse 12 says, Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, constant in prayer. Then, William Burkett told us, By patience we possess ourselves. By hope we possess God. By prayer we are enabled unto both. Hope, patience, and tribulation, and prayer are three pillars, powerful supports under all afflictions. No man, no woman, cannot extinguish our hope. Our patience in tribulation or affliction may be enabled by the sustaining influence of our hope of future glory, that time when we are in heaven for eternity. Our hope is of being with the Lord. Obviously, in this here and now, we are not. He is coming for us at a time appointed by the Father that right now even Jesus does not know according to Scripture. We noted also that while we are in this world, we must expect tribulation. Why? Because our way to heaven lies through tribulations. Why is this so? Jesus' own words are as follows. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. From John chapter 16, verse 33, in the English Jubilee 2000 Bible. Our study concluded with a positive note in Scripture. We read Romans chapter 8, verse 18. It reads, For I consider that our present sufferings cannot even be compared to... To find out more, listen to our previous episode, Tribulation. Be patient in your tribulation. This week, our study is titled, Tribulation. When trouble or persecution comes, immediately they fall away. I will read the larger context our study verse is found in so you have the proper understanding of why verse 17 is being said and why we would study it further. This passage is titled, The Purpose of Parables. It is an explanation by Jesus of the parable titled, the sower and the seed. Let us see why this is important, why parables have a teaching quality for us even today. 
He said to them, Don't you understand this parable? Then how will you understand any parable? The sower sows the word. These are the ones on the path where the word is sown. Whenever they hear, immediately Satan comes and snatches the word that was sown in them. These are the ones on the rocky ground. As soon as they hear the word, they receive it with joy. But they have no root in themselves and do not endure. Then, when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, immediately they fall away. Others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but worldly cares, the seductiveness of wealth, and the desire for other things come in and choke the word, and it produces nothing. But these are the ones sown on good soil. They hear the word and receive it and bear fruit. One thirty times as much, one sixty, and one one hundred. From Mark chapter 4, verses 13 through 20. As you can see, the parable of the sower was just spoken by Jesus. Now he is explaining it to his listeners. They seem to be ignorant of its truth and just what it is telling those that Jesus is presently caring for by teaching them things by parables that they presently do not know. In verse 16, when Jesus explains those on rocky ground, he says, As soon as they hear the word, they receive it with joy. Then, in verse 17, the new sentence starts with the word but. Then Jesus explains the problem with such people, whose hearts are like rocky ground. He says, They have no root in themselves and do not endure. Then, when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, immediately they fall away. Now, notice, such Christians do not flounder for a while. They are not wishy-washy for a period and then, in either case, fall away. No! Jesus' words are, immediately they fall away. This is due to the fact that they have no root of God's word for what they hear to grow on. Examining deeper, we read, have no root in themselves. The word has no root in their hearts, only in their natural affections nor is the root of grace in them. There is no heart work, only speculative notions and flashy affections. From the New John Gill's Exposition of the Entire Bible. Notice this opening statement by John Gill. The word has no root in their hearts, only in their natural affections. This is exactly why the word of God has no root. Natural affections are like shifting sand that provides no firm foundation for anything. Further, in these people, 
there is no root of grace in them. After all, where would a root of grace firmly adhere to in shifting sand? This means there is no real heart work being done in them. They unfortunately only have speculative notions and flashy affection. Let us first get some definition so we fully understand what the seed is. Mark speaks of the seed as the Word. Matthew speaks of the seed as the Word of the Kingdom, which indicates the content of the Word. Luke speaks of the seed as the Word of God, which indicates the source, the origin of the Word, from King Comment's commentary on the whole Bible. So, it should now be clear that the seeds in the parable of the sower are the Word of God. The four patches of land in the garden are the four defined heart types. Further, the Lord makes it clear that if they understand the parable of the sower, they will understand all parables, for this parable lays the foundation for all other parables. He does not say that he himself is the sower, but emphasizes what the sower does. This fits the character of this gospel in which he is presented as the true servant. A servant is about what he does, not who he is. The work of the servant is to sow the word. These are the words of God. Only the word gives fruit. Fruit is not obtained through civilization, education, upbringing, or examples, however useful these things may be. The sower sows only the word and nothing else. The effect of the sown word does not lie in the word, but in the condition of the soil. The soil in which the seed falls represents the spiritual state of the human being who hears the word. From King Comment's Commentary on the Whole Bible. Again, for further clarity, we are talking about the Word of God when the Word is used. Now, starting at the top, we notice that Jesus does not say that He Himself is the sower. However, the parable of the sower and seed and the words of our study titled The Purpose of Parables demonstrates the emphasis of what a sower does. This strongly emphasizes the notion that we, who are saved in Christ, can also be sowers of God's Word, a sort of spiritual farmer of souls. Further explanation is forthcoming. Hold that thought for a moment. Let us examine this further. Notice this very important statement by King Comment's commentary. A servant is about what he does not who he is, and not who she is. The same is true about us modern people. Many of us define who we are by the work we do. For example, 
if my job is to ship products from a company, then I say I am a shipper. Yet, this is my job and not who I am. It is only while I am at work I am identified as a shipper. Yes, my job function is a shipper of something, but it is not my identity. Many people I know have extreme trouble making this break, so one knows what they do and one also knows who they are are completely different identifiers. Again, what we do is not who we are. A servant of Christ is about what he does, not who he is. Quote unquote. How do we make this distinction? The work of the servant is to sow the word. These are the words of God. That, again, is what we do for God. We sow his word in others. That is our work. It is the mark of what a Christian does and not who he, she is. We learn further that fruit is not obtained through civilization, education, upbringing, or examples, however useful these things may be. Yes, these things are useful, but are not the fruit of which we are also talking about. To learn more, we need to learn three things. 1. The sower sows only the word and nothing else. That is quite clear and easy to understand. A spiritual sower sows the word, the word of God, and nothing else. One fully understands that in this life, that is what one does and is not who they are. Our work is to plant the seed of the Word of God. Who we are is saved sinners in Christ. 2. The effect of the sown Word does not lie in the Word, but in the condition of the soil. Notice our heart condition, where the Word of God is sown, is one of the four conditions that almost surely, not in all cases, but almost surely, will determine the outcome of the seed's growth, or not at all. Some seeds fall on the hard path, preventing them to go deep enough to root and grow. So, Immediately Satan comes and snatches the word that was sown in them because they have a hard heart that strongly resists the seeds of God's word. Then, there are heart conditions like rocky ground. As soon as they hear the word, they receive it with joy, but they have no root in themselves and do not endure. Then. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, immediately they fall away. Then there are heart conditions analyzed as thorns. They are those who hear the word 
but worldly cares, the seductiveness of wealth, and the desire for other things come in and choke the word, and it produces nothing. Then finally, the soil best for planting, the heart condition best for rooting the word of God, identified as the good soil. They hear the word and receive it and bear fruit, one thirty times as much, one sixty and one hundred. Does this not sound like the parable of the ten talents found in Matthew chapter 12, verses 46 through 50? It should bring this passage to mind as the end result is quite similar. 3. The soil in which the seed falls represents the spiritual state of the human being who hears the word. The soil, our heart condition, in which the seed falls represents our spiritual state. We have noted four states of the heart or four conditions of the heart that allow the seed to not grow or grow. We are looking for God's Word to grow in our hearts if our hearts are like the good soil. Good planting soil is supple, soft, filled with minerals and nutrients the plant needs to strengthen it in its growth. The Word of God is the seed that needs to be planted in our hearts. The Word of God needs to grow in our hearts. To the end result, God and our Bibles tell us is that result. Moving forward, any opposition, slight or severe, makes them partial or total apostates. As sunlight strengthens the healthy plant, but withers the sickly, ill-rooted one, so tribulation establishes real faith, but destroys its counterfeit. From the Fourfold Gospel and Commentary on Acts of Apostles. Can you see the reasoning for our tribulations? Notice the reasoning for tribulation. As sunlight strengthens the healthy plant, but withers the sickly, ill-rooted one, so tribulation establishes real faith, but destroys its counterfeit. Our tribulations in this life have real purpose. Tribulations establish real faith, just like sunlight strengthens a healthy plant or crop. However, if you do not know this, if you were never taught this, then it may not make sense. It may be hard to understand. But look, in Scripture, For in fact you shared the sufferings of those in prison, and you accepted the confiscation of your belongings with joy, because you knew that you certainly had a better and lasting possession. From Hebrews chapter 10, verse 34. Can you see the connectivity of Scripture? Can you see that different writers in the Bible 
tell us the same thing for a reason? Can you see that when tribulation establishes real faith, destroys the counterfeit in us, that joy is the end result? It almost sounds crazy to say that if we want real joy in Christ and a more perfect salvation in Him, we need to gladly receive and embrace tribulation. That almost sounds contradictory, but it is sound. Do you receive your tribulations, or do you fight it? Do you wish your tribulations would go away, get out of your life, so life could be more at ease? If you do, then you are not identified in Jesus' parable as the good soil. You should respectfully consider this in prayer before God. Next week, we continue our summer series. Our episode is titled, Tribulation, Count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. Are we to be of a joyful heart in trials of various kinds? Really? What is up with that? Is it possible to be perfect and complete? Leastwise in this life. To find out more, join us next week. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts. Or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. We greatly appreciate our audience. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners, followers, and new listeners. Thank you all so much. We are very pleased to serve a diverse international audience. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, currently an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. Find our website at https colon forward slash forward slash the church of the unchurched dot o r g please type the church of the unchurched as a single word with no hyphens in unchurched our bible 
tablet and desktop compliant website has more information, links to many of our podcast platforms under the podcast menu item. We are found on podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify, to name a few. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays, East Coast Time, USA. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Our RSS feed is syndicated on many popular podcast RSS feed platforms. Find us on a preferred platform to follow us as we continue to grow. Now, to him who is able to strengthen you, to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever. Amen. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.